In this episode, we talk with author, teacher, mentor, and prophetic voice to the nations, Dr. Patty Amson. We're going to talk about her new book, Ecclesia Volume 2, A Tale of Two Families, and who knows what else we may get into. Your destiny today starts now. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Destiny Today with your host, Anthony Turner. Join us as we explore life and purpose from a kingdom perspective through biblical teaching, inspirational messages, and informative discussions with special guests. Our goal is to equip and mobilize you to walk in the fullness of your destiny today. Well, hello. Welcome, everybody, to Your Destiny Today. I am your host, Anthony Turner. And, of course, I am over the moon excited today to uh, come to you. First of all, uh, many of you know I've been on uh, sabbatical for the last month. So uh, back to it now with my feet hitting the, hitting the ground running, as they say. And uh, one of the first things that I get to do is to uh, have our podcast launched for August. And as I said uh, to many of you who are on Facebook and over the podcast uh, community, that we are excited about so many of the amazing uh, guests that we're going to be bringing to you this month. And uh, one of the great privileges that I have is for our first guest that we have with us uh, to start off the month. This is my uh, 12th podcast. And so, uh, of course, for all of our prophetic people, you know that uh, the number 12 denotes government. So I think it's only fitting that we have uh, with us such an amazing gift to the body of Christ. Uh, As I stated, she's a mentor. She's uh, my mentor, my personal mentor. She's an author. She's a, a, a prophetic voice to the nation, tremendous, tremendous teacher. One, you know, when you get those people who can unlock you and just unlock what Father has uh, put inside of you, I call it uh, when you're pregnant with something that you don't have language for, but then he brings someone into your life uh, that has a key to unlock that and they have the, uh, the exact uh, vocabulary to unlock. And that's how I feel. And I believe that that same thing is going to happen to those of you who may not uh, be uh, uh, familiar with Dr. Patty Amson. For those of you who who do, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I remember uh, my friend James Nesbitt, uh, he was the one who actually introduced me to Dr. Patty. And uh, uh It was such a joy. I um, realized I had her first book, Portals, about six years before I ever read it because I was uh, just a little backstory. I used to pastor uh, a church here in Colorado Springs, and uh, it was one of those highly prophetic churches where so many people often give you books. And I was getting multiple books. Uh, I was sometimes averaging 10 or 15 books a week from different people who uh, part of our churches said, Pastor, you got to read this, you got to read that. And, you know, I've just got inundated with books. And and uh, I got her book from one of my other spiritual mothers, actually, in 2011 uh, and did not get an opportunity to read it until 2017. But once I did, uh, it was one that impacted my life in a very profound way. And she's been doing that in my life ever since that time. So without any further ado, uh, I would like to welcome to the Your Destiny Today uh, community, uh, my mentor, uh, teacher, apostle, prophet, also the founder of Eastgate Reformation Training Institute, Dr. Patty Amson. Welcome, Dr. Patty. 
Good afternoon. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. It is so good to see you. And it's always a delight to see that <laughs> smiling face. Thank you. I feel the same way. And the other thing is I get the opportunity next week. Uh, we'll be together in uh, Oxford, Alabama with our friend James Nesbitt as he hosts his annual uh uh, tribe quantum gathering. So that's going to be fun. And then the following week, I get to uh, be with you in Odessa, Texas, as we travel to uh, Odessa to be with Dr. I mean, uh, with uh, Apostle Kathy uh, Pena and the full gospel covenant church uh, family. So I'm excited. I get, I get a great opportunity this month. August is a great month for me. <laughs> you know, I was thinking you were telling your story about how we were introduced and just listening to you tell that again. I thought there's times when God gives you people and you join at such a high level. Yeah. yeah everybody you join with is important. Yes. Important to them, important to us. You know, you don't ever minimize a God-given joint, but some of them are just like, Serious, serious, like dump, diving into the deep end of the swimming pool or something. You know, you can't swim on that level with everybody. But we have had such God-given moments from the very first time that we met and our hearts have connected. So I, you know, call it an honor to call you a friend and a son and a fellow companion in the body of Christ. You are. Amen such a treasure to my heart. So thank well, you for this opportunity. Well, like I said, it's uh, the perfect way to uh, conclude my sabbatical uh, of July uh, uh, to get to interview you, talk to you, talk to you about your new book, talk to you about uh, your insights on the things that, um, uh, that, that father's been mm -hmm. revealing. I, I always uh, feel like I'm sitting at the feet of uh, someone who's, you, you know, you know, those people, it's just like what the scripture says in Acts, when they saw Paul and uh, Peter, James and John, it says that they knew that they had been with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a great joy and privilege whenever you get to be around people that, you know, spend time in the father's presence. It's very obvious. So amen. 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 Just making a quick comment. Um, I'm listening to your introduction. And I, I mean, I know your company, your um, uh, ministry is named Destiny. Yes. But that word just maybe seeing it visually as well as hearing it, it really impacted me. And the importance of us realizing um, destiny is the process to get to a destination that really we never get to. <laughs> you know? Wow. Yeah. And so, but destiny puts you on the highway to the predetermined plans of God, yeah. which is a continual transformation of who we are to be able to reflect the glory of God in this earthly realm and then into eternity. Amen. Uh, and so what an amazing word. And for you to uh, be there beckoning people to move forward, which is what you do. You, Amen. And uh, that's, we need those kind of voices in our ear. Um, it's not just problem solving, although, you know, that happens as we move forward. It's not just fixing the things that are broken, although that happens to all those things happen and are part of our journey. But it's really transformation. Amen. It's, it's the metamorphosis. It's the becoming of the being that we have been destined to be. And so you, uh, you make that possible. So many, there are many in the body of Christ that do, but I, um, I honor this broadcast that your voice is going out. And I do pray that your voice continues to be that beacon, that beckoning that causes people to not only get on the pathway, but to stay on that pathway through all the processes to become what Christ has called us to be, which again, I mean, <laughs> It's a forever journey. It's a forever journey. It's a forever journey in this life and in that life to come. But there's a certain measures we must press toward while we're still in these mortal forms. Right? Amen. Amen. So I, I just uh, do release that kind of a proclamation over the broadcast that your voice is a beckoning voice that people will take the wow. journey into their transformation. Wow. Thank you so very much. I feel like that's well, a prophetic word there for you. But I <laughs> Amen. Well, I receive it. I receive it. And it's such an honor for me. And the thing that uh, even as you were talking, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, I've had the privilege and honor. This is my 42nd year in ministry. Yeah, I was really young. But the <laughs> thing that's the thing that's interesting is um, 
you know, when you're when you're first starting out uh, and you're gung ho for God, which is wonderful and great, you've got all of this zeal, uh, but you don't appreciate the journey. It's true. And and it's it, immaturity <laughs> at, at any level, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. You, you're you're all focused on the destination. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to get that revelation that it is a forever journey, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to stay frustrated unless you eventually get to the point where you begin to uh, enjoy the journey with the father mm-hmm. and 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 to enjoy the people that he brings into your life to uh, help you and assist you and to walk with you on that journey. And so uh, over the last maybe five or 10 years of my life, that's been one of the greatest joys. I remember I got a word in 2016 from the Lord where he said, I want you to mark the people that I bring into your life moving Mm -hmm. forward. Mm -hmm. Because just like you said, sometimes uh, Father will have these divine connections and we miss what uh that that's such a um, pivotal and such an intricate part of what god has called you to become Mm -hmm. because they carry they carry words of life that help to bring you alive and so that's one of the reasons i wanted to do this uh podcast and also why i love to you know i i love to teach i love to preach but i really love to uh introduce uh, the community and the sphere of influence of people that I am connected with, with people such as my mentor and my mom, Dr. Patty Hampson. So uh, it is so good to, to, to get to do this together. Amen. 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 Well, uh, like I said, it was funny. My, my introduction to you in 2011 uh, was when uh, my, other spiritual mother, uh, Judy Tutkin, handed me a book that was written by you, and I didn't know who you were. And and like I said, I think I got that same year, I got about four uh, copies of uh, Chuck Pierce's new book. I got three copies of Johnny Inlow's book. I got your book. I Everybody was giving me all of these books, and so I could not, I couldn't keep up. And so when I stepped down as pastor, I put uh, I already had a, a host of books uh, that I was going through in my personal library at home, so I, I didn't have room for them, so I put them in storage. But uh, I, the Lord in 2013 um, took me on a journey. Uh, it was, I didn't realize it was, but it was, uh, it was uh, Rosh Hashanah, and we were entering into 5774, the year of the open door. And I'm reading out of Revelation, uh, where the Lord says to, or where where John says, I heard a voice say, come up hither. And I looked and a door was open in heaven. And all of a sudden that word door just, um, just exploded in my spirit. And as I did a, did a word st- study on that, I came to the word portals. And I mentioned that when I was in Israel with James Nesbitt and Jamie Fitt. And, and they said, oh, do you... Do you, have you read Dr. Patty Amson's book on portals? And I said, who is that? Only to find out when I got back home from Israel that I had your book and I began to read it. And so that was the beginning of my love affair with Dr. Patty Amson and the wisdom that, that she's imparted to so many. But now, uh, after, you know, fast forward now five years later, it's incredible that it's been five years but fast forward five years later, and and now we're talking about a new book that Father has uh, uh, now penned through you called Ecclesia, Volume Two: A Tale of Two Families. And uh, as a matter of fact, I'm well, I want you to talk about that and just the the backstory, whatever you want to give on the backstory of that book. And while you do that, I'm going to bring up that uh, book for any who might want to know what it looks like. So go ahead, Doctor Patty, take it away. Okay. Well, um, you know, and you're going to know this to be true, Anthony, but I'm sure it's true of all your listeners. Uh, we are personally tutored by the Holy Ghost. I mean, it's it's like he doesn't have anything else to do but raise me. <laughs> so he, yes, he he um, directs our kind of pathway of study, taking us from 
one level of revelation, one level of transformation into the next level. So the Portals book happened because uh, I had a really incredible experience. It was it was actually in our church. It was the end of a midweek service. And we were uh, just, we, Dennis, or my husband was pastoring the church at that time. And he just called us up to the front and said, let's just sing one more closing song, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and it was a mid midweek service. So I'd worked all day and I was ready to go home. So just not in any kind of like super seeking God spiritual mode. <laughs> Sometimes he meets us because we've been seeking him hard. And other times he meets us because he wants us to seek him hard. Right. Yes. Yeah, yes. You know, so he can catch us on both <laughs> ends. Anyway. So um, I went to the altar and we were singing and it was like this bright, bright spotlight opened over my head and I was just standing. It would have, I don't know, other than a bright, bright, bright spotlight that was more like a circle light. It didn't light up the whole room. It was just right over me. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, uh, you're standing in a portal. And that was a new word to me. Um, I've heard it countless you know, times since then, have a better understanding, but it was new. And I had a, a an experience in the spirit realm that lasted for, well, they, somehow they got me home from church and uh, it would, the next morning I awakened and I had been a lot of places on the globe, been in a lot of situations, seen and heard lots of stuff during that time. And when I finally came to, I thought to myself, well, I hope this stuff is in the Bible. Yeah. You know, because, you know, you don't want to angel of some kind showing up and showing you something, and then you can't find it in scripture. So the theologian in me said, Oh, this stuff is in the scripture, which of course it, it's filled with that. Yes. But that was a, a, a beginning for me of really investigating the supernatural realm uh, or the spiritual realm. And I have become aware and I'm sure not nearly as aware, as much aware as I'm going to, but all around us, is this are the heavenly dimensions, the spiritual realms. And uh, we live very much like Greek thinkers, very, uh, if it doesn't come through here, if I can't touch it and feel it in the natural realm, you know, we don't put as much uh, emphasis on it. But the writers of the scriptures and the forefathers of the faith, that was not the mindset that they had. And so it's hard for us to be biblical Christians, you know, like the prophets of old. Um, It's hard for us to be that if we are so stuck in this tangible realm and don't realize, or the material realm, and don't realize how that supernatural realm impacts us, how to access that realm, how to live in that realm, how to function from those realms into the earthly realm. And so that was my first kind of stepping into uh, an understanding was the portals book. After that, God began just, he just as I said, the Holy Spirit keeps on tutoring. So I, I, I began looking at this uh, passage of Ecclesia, the word, Matthew chapter 16. Jesus said, I'm going to build my Ecclesia, my church, and whatever is in heaven, you're, you're responsible to bring it to earth. Now, I'm certainly modifying, you know, that passage, but that's in essence, tag your head, you have the responsibility to align heaven and earth. Well, I had a lot of background in kingdom theology, um, um, biblical eschatology. I'd studied those things for years and taught on them. So when I, that the day where the Holy Spirit caused that passage to jump out at me, it really began to speak volumes. So I just kind of started writing like little blogs on what that meant, Matthew 16. And those little blogs turned into my first book, Ecclesia 1, and that's kingdom governance in operation. In, in other words, governing the earth by kingdom principles out of the, uh, as the Ecclesia. So I did that first book, and but I just kept looking at what, to, to rule the whole world, I mean, that, that's a big job that's going to take a lot of us. So independently to think that I can uh, access heaven and rule what's going on in China, uh, and at the same time, Russia, and at the same time, South Africa, and, you know, my husband. Whoops, did I say that? I, sorry, sorry, Anthony. <laughs> but, you know, that's quite egotistical. Plus, it it's not honoring the fact that we are body made up of many members. So managing the earth means we got to figure out how to do this together. And so I began to look, what's the pattern for that? And I actually found, uh, I found 
a treasure chest of information that starts in Genesis and runs all the way through uh, the book of Revelation, that we do this via uh, councils. So you think in terms of natural government, you got the city council or you got the House of Representatives or, you know, it's groups that come together and say we will collectively govern the area under our domain or our jurisdiction. So all throughout the scripture, um, God gives the earth to different people groups and they're supposed to sit together in the council. Now that council, here's the fun part. Of course, how do you govern the earth? You have to do what heaven wants. Yeah. So it's kind of assumed then you have accessed God's council room, God's opinion on things. And then from the earth, you then while you live on the earth, you release what heaven has said. But the passage basically said, then whatever you bind, heaven will bind, bind or whatever you lose, heaven will lose. So you, you get heaven's um, will heaven's presuppositions, heaven's thoughts, releasing that. But when you release it on the earth, that activates heaven to accomplish what has been said. So Ecclesia Councils, the, this idea is it's more than one person sitting over a jurisdiction and the jurisdiction would demand, how, you know, who qualified to sit in that. Yes. It's, it's operating from the spiritual into the earth. And then when you figure out operating the spiritual in the earth as the family of God, the next part that I began to see was we weren't the first family that God created nor the only ones that sit in council. So spoiler alert, <laughs> the book Tale of Two Families is the, is the heavenly family. We would call it the angelic family. Scripture terms them the sons of God or the Ben Elohim. Ben yes. Elohim. Yes. So the Ben Elohim, angels and human redeemed sit together in the council into the throne room and then heaven is released by the declaration of the earthly sons and the supernatural assistance of the heavenly sons to accomplish kingdom governance so that's that's kind of like a an elevator pitch maybe a long elevator an elevator <laughs> pitch of the book but the fun part for me was finding how heaven and earth connected in councils wow from really from the garden from eden that's why the serpent was that story is so important because that was angels and men connecting to implement yeah. heaven's will and you also see there the formation of a kind of a bad council yeah right yeah. Yes. so you got that you got the bad council which is fallen humans and fallen elohim trying to rule the earth uh, and then you got the good council, which is good Elohim and, and the most high God and the redeemed ruling the earth. And the, honestly, when it's all said and done, it's who gets to rule the earth. Yes. Well, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. I mean, Jesus came to give the earth to the ecclesia. And I'm thinking, Anthony, until we see the importance of ecclesia councils ruling from the heavens along with the angelic counterpart and wrestling for the territory that belongs mm -hmm. to the earth, we as as the body of Christ, um, we're not going to be able to get the job done until we add this back to our tools or our, you know our uh, our, our kit. Mm -hmm. yeah, that sounds too simplistic. I don't mean mm -hmm. it to be simplistic because it's not. But we have to know how to operate as a council over territories. Amen. Yeah. So it's a it's a good book. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's such a good book. Oh. It it, years to write it. It's a good <laughs> it is an absolutely great book. It's an amazing book. And, and one of the things that I uh, say for me personally, even just not, not just the book, but even just the entire, um, I'll say this, uh, theology or doctrine about the councils, mm -hmm. it changes your perspective on how, what you're called to do in the earth. Mm -hmm. um, I want to uh, submit this to you or ask you this question, because, of course, uh, we know that, of course, in Genesis, uh, God said, let us make man, let us have dominion. And, and so I, I know that there are uh, people who have a difficult time embracing what, what we've kind of coined as the dominion mandate. Um, and I think it's because of... Uh, a lack of understanding mm -hmm. of 
what we truly are called to do in the earth. Could you, would you mind addressing that, that, uh, that thought for just a moment or two? Well, I think the first thing that everyone, we have to have to go back to original design and yes. using your word destiny and purpose. So a God, um, even through the angels, he could, God could do anything that he wants to do and yes. really without help, but he delights in giving his power away yes. and sharing it with his family. That's good. You know, so he, um, he creates the angels and then wants to tell Mary, uh, you're going to have a baby. He, he sends Gabriel. Yeah. Or he wants to win a battle. So he sends Michael. I mean, yeah. all throughout the scriptures, you find God executing his uh, will through that angelic family. Well, that same pattern is true. God, then he, as he's creating these realms and in the creation of the heavens and the earth. He created all the realms and he assigned those realms under the administration of others. Mm -hmm. So he assigned those spiritual realms under the administration of angels. And then he comes to the earthly realm and he assigns that to the administration of God. Yes. I mean, a man. So that's, mm -hmm. that's original design and destiny. Yeah. Let's make man to be able to image us and to be able to represent us as though God was saying, if I were there, I would do it exactly this way. So you're now going to represent me and I need you to do on earth, just what you see in heaven. Yeah. So that's this whole big uh, purpose. Yeah. Uh, our purpose is not just to fix the things that make us unhappy. <laughs> yeah. It, it wow. isn't Anthony. Yeah. It, it isn't even to just live your best life now. Yeah. And then hopefully have enough points to get to heaven to live a better life then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not 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 that those things don't fit in the as part of it, but the, the original design was let's have let's have a family who who fellowship with us and represent us in the earthly duties. Yeah. Amen. So that means the, the beautiful part of that is it's man's honor to take the earth and fashion that earth as kind of, if you can hear me, as the hands of God would have fashioned it. If he yes. had kept on working it, we get to be his hands, we get to be his thoughts, we get to be his words. And then we fashion this earthly part a little bit more of heaven on the earth and right. present it back as an offering back to the Father. Yes. Whereby absolutely. he's he's glorified by the work of our hands. So that's the dominion mandate. What a blow your mind away. Honor, yes. yes. You know, that he would choose man. Now where it maybe goes awry is when people put the word dominion and substitute that word with like something like dominance. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there's a whole lot of New Testament scripture said, if you want to be great, you know, serve. Yes. Put, put on the apron, wash the feet. So uh, basically the dominion man mandate is to love the earth and love your God and love the people with unconditional love in such service that everything that you touch is more honorable and more developed and a better testimony because you were involved in it. So Amen. we come, we come to serve. Amen. Uh, our a dominion mandate is serving the whole earth until it goes from glory to glory to glory until the whole earth is filled with the glory of God. And if, if that's a, a problem with people, then they have to ask the question, well, then how does the earth get transformed? Or, yeah. You know, or who's, who's building the cultures now? Yes. Somebody is, mm -hmm. and they don't care that God is glorified quite often. Wow. Yeah. So everything in earth testifies that it takes management yes. and somebody is the appointed manager. Mm -hmm. um, everything. I mean, if you go to a family, if you go to a business, it doesn't matter what, if you look through history, there's always this uh, assigned managers yeah. that take care of property and advance property. So that's the dominion mandate. And it's a, a wonderful, oh my gosh, glorious uh, purpose. Yeah. Why, we're, why we're here. Yeah. Man's chief aim, the Westminster Confession says, man's chief aim is to love God and to honor him and to worship him. Amen. Serve him you know? So that's, that is what the dominion mandate is. We love him so much, we want his will to come to earth. And we give our lives in the service of that. And that includes the service of our fellow man. Amen. 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 As you were uh, talking, Mom, one of the 
there are two words that you've kind of coined uh, that um, come to mind as you talk about, as we talk about the Dominion mandate. One is uh, you are the first person that I ever heard uh, use this word. You say we are imagers uh, that we, you know, we are, and even in the prayer that Jesus gave the disciples to pray, where he said, uh, that, you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then another word you use is to say, we are called to heavenize earth. Uh, it is to make earth look like heaven. And so it's, it's, it's impossible to do either of those without the, uh, it, it, it would be, it would be wrong, I guess I could say it that way, for the Lord to give us responsibility without giving authority because you can't operate and be right. responsible for a thing that you don't have authority for. And right. so, so and those other thing is there's no need to have authority if you don't have a job. Right. That just blows, <laughs> that, you know, that just blows you up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they have to be tied together. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. And so, as you say, you know, many times I think one of the concepts that we, that people who want to buck against the dominion mandate is uh, they think about it from the standpoint of dominance, as opposed to the standpoint of responsibility to make it be what God has always intended for it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the mentors in my life um, uh, is uh, was Miles Monroe, and he used to say this all the time, if you don't know what your purpose is, someone else will give you theirs. And so when we look, when we look at the earth right now, the people who uh, have, who seek counsel from the Father, there's no way uh, to, you're going to have what we have in the earth, and that's things that are deformed because the people who get, if the people who are in God's counsel abandon their responsibility, then who else is left to heavenize earth? So Yeah, they bear a fallen image, so they reproduce after that image. Yes. And yeah, and so um, uh, the earth begins to be tarnished. Yes. And continues to be tarnished instead of heavenized. I don't know if hellized is a word, <laughs> but I've made up other words, so let's make that one up. But that, you know, that is what happens. It yes. It takes on more and more of that fallen. And the fun story of this book is that this traffics or it traces, is a better word, traces the fallen council and what that what happens when that council is building culture yes. that takes you to the edge of the flood that takes you to the tower of babel that takes you to the uh uh canaan land that yes. needed to, was vomiting out the inhabitants yes. because those that that those fallen councils were at work so then god brings forth his true council and gives solutions from heaven for earth management but yes. it takes people it just so there's no way around the dominion mandate. You just Amen. Can't get, you can't get around it. Amen. You know, you use the word um, imager or um, the word image is really as you see it, it's really communicating more of a verbal idea mm-hmm. than than a statement of being. Yes, because uh, a, a, the idea is. What we are in here, we project that out into the world round about us. And so this imager, let's see if I can uh, put this in some other kind of terms. We, t- we often talk about the word image as like a set of attributes. Mm-hmm. So uh, God, to bear God's image means we have the ability to think because he can think. We have the ability to make decisions because he makes decisions. We have the ability to love because, you know, so th- like this list of attributes God yes. possesses. And as his image, we possess those attributes too. Yeah, but uh, God's attributes are his virtues. Mm-hmm. So it isn't love because he has the ability. It's it's he's love and and that's the outflow of that attribute. It's it's I love the word virtue. Yes, it, love is a virtue, mm-hmm. uh, and so these virtues are these these life forces flow from God and they impact us. It isn't because He can love that impacts us. We are loved and we're impacted. Wow. So Im- imaging is to me it's the outflow. 
of the virtues mm. of God working wow. in us that so impacts the world round about us that transformation is available for them too. Yes. You don't tell, you know, you've heard the saying, don't, don't tell me that you love me. Show me you love. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So, so uh, knowledge, unless it's wisdom applied, it puffs up. It yes. doesn't help anybody around us. So mm -hmm. these attributes are at the same time, we could say they're virtues and that's what it means to be in his image. It means so, a carriers of these virtues that they flow out of us and they build the world round about us and wow. our heavenize the earth. Yes. Yeah. So you can't separate, you can't separate the noun um, image from the verbal form of it put into action. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. I didn't write that in my book. Maybe that needs to be number three. Virtues in operation. I know that that is awesome. Well, the thing that's interesting about that is um, I think you, you mentioned earlier when you talked about the fact that um, we think in such a Greek uh, way where mm -hmm. it's, it's it's sometimes void of the reality that like like you said, using love as an example, again, mm -hmm. God doesn't uh, decide to give love because he wants to. I mean, he it's it's the outflow of him. And I was, I'm thinking about when the when the woman at the with the issue of blood touched the hem of yeah. the garment and yeah. Jesus said, who touched me because I felt virtue. So it wasn't he didn't have to lay hands on her. He 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 embodied, I mean, his persona, his DNA embodied healing. And so when she touched the hem of his garment, she received the virtue of just his character and his nature. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that, that was that image. That's what yes. it means to be an imager. It's a virtue carrier, virtue releaser. It's those virtues that they're transformative. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So God... God is. Wow. He, therefore, if you're an imager, you you are. That's so good. Yeah. That's yeah, so and good. Yes, has I need to make when I get off the call, I want to make notes. <laughs> Book number three. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, I am getting so blessed because the it again when you understand and know uh, the very nature of our Father uh, aside from religion, mm -hmm. uh, it 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 starts to open up uh, realities to you that you've never thought about before. And I feel like that that's what's happened over the course of the last several years in my life. Uh, even with the people that the father uh, has put in my life, one of the, one of the things that uh, I'll say it this way, one of the attributes, I guess, that has been a part of my life and even meeting my friend James Nesbitt. I remember uh, he used to say this uh, countless times when we were in uh, Israel on that first tour. He would always pray a prayer and he would pray it for every bloodline and every family tree. I'd never heard that language before, but it it opened up a whole new, I'll say it this way, synapse or pathway of, of thought that as we pray and as we are uh, managers, earth managers, that our, our desire is to see uh, the, the, the purposes and the destiny of the Lord come to every bloodline and every family tree and for every one of them to uh, step into their uh original purpose and design. And so uh, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm in a completely different place in my life because mm -hmm. of seeing the word of God, not just as a set of do's and don'ts or rules or, but, but seeing the father, like you said, uh, entrust to a family, uh, the, the responsibility to to heavenize or to make earth look like heaven, to make our families look like heaven, to make our cities and our regions look like heaven. So uh, I, I'm telling you, I just want to say to our community, uh, this is a book that is a must have in your library. I'm telling you, uh, I've got it right here. Uh, it is a must have book. Well, I've got portals. This is what I've been on for my whole um, um, uh time in in my uh sabbatical but then this one right here ecclesia 
uh, a tale of two families. Like I said, you can you can order it. You can get it off of um, uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Patty's website, which is pattyamsden.org. All of her material is there. Not only that, I mean, uh, you can find it on other platforms. I'm sure uh, you can get it through. No? So uh, if you... <laughs> It's through me. I've not put it on Amazon or any of those places yet. Oh, that's fine. Well, then, well, there you go. So pattyamson.org, you can order Ecclesia Volume 1, Ecclesia Volume 2. You can get portals. Uh, She's got uh, other books. She's got books that she's written, children's books. Uh, Her teachings, uh, phenomenal. Just like I said, just uh, such a, a phenomenal teacher. It is such a gift when you have someone who can take uh, what some people may even consider to be a complicated uh, subject matter and to open it up and to make it so clear and plain. And that's one of the things that I've always been blessed uh, by uh, since you've come into my life, Dr. Patty, is how you take uh, the, the, the truths of the word and make them so clear uh, and so plain. And I, and I just bless you and honor you for, for, for being that voice in the body of Christ to do that. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say that. You know, one time God uh, sent me to our Christian school to take over the Bible class because even my own kids were kind of mocking the Bible teacher. She was treating them like they were two-year-olds or whatever. And so they came home and I said, well, that is absolute. You're not going to mock, mock the Bible teacher nor the Bible. Give me that class. Well, I taught 25, 30 years in high, junior and senior high Bible. And you have to be able to take concepts and break them down. Yes. I'm, I'm not sure that that didn't make me the better teacher. Well, I'm sure it did make me the better teacher because if you can't explain a concept on various levels, you don't really have it. Yes. You know, uh, so yeah, that that's that's how I got to be this taking <laughs> what great big cosmic <laughs> and putting in little bitty living space. Wait a minute, that's a genie. That's called, so I don't I don't mean to do that, but no, that's awesome. But that's exactly what you do. And it's actually, it's actually helped me to be able to do the same thing and become better at uh, presenting uh, the, the thoughts. And, and, and that's, that's shown in uh, this last month as I've been uh, working on my book. Like I said, I thought I was finished with a chapter and then uh, I get with the father, yeah. get in a time of rest. And then he'd take me back right. to uh, a chapter that I thought I was complete with and say, no, uh, you've, I want you to add this piece. And, so and you wrap your theology in, in an incredible storytelling ability. I'm sure the artist in you, that's the singer, that's a storyteller, but you do that in your teaching too. And I'm sure the book's going to be like that too, wrapping, wrapping our heart around the doctrines that you teach because of the stories, you know, you apply to them. So yeah, you, uh, you capture the heart as well as the head. This sounds like a mutual admiration society. <laughs> well, <here>. well <laughs> I know, I know I t- absolutely admire and honor you. And one of the other things I want to make available to our uh, uh, podcast community is uh, to let you know that Dr. Patty also uh, hosts uh, mentorship groups and uh, does monthly mentorship calls. I am uh, right now the, uh, the, the, the wayward prodigal son, because I'm a part of her mentorship. But for the last several months, I've been uh, unavailable to join the calls. But I'm looking forward to that. It's always such a great joy to be with a community and a company of people. And so, um, how many how many mentorship uh, groups do you, are you currently uh, facilitating? Well, I have one that's um, um, ap- apostolic level. You know, it's mm-hmm. that leadership level. And then we have another one just for people that are interested in the precepts of reformation. Yes. And then I have a young adult one. So three different levels and they're kind they kind of cap off at about 12. Okay. I don't want too many. So then I have to, you know, do more of them if 
max at that level. And then but those are the three categories. Okay. Yes. Well, I'm telling you, you it is something that if you are interested in uh, being mentored and also be a part of a community uh, of uh, like-minded people, uh, I would advise you, again, you can go to Dr. Patty's website, pattyamston.org, and you can um, uh, sign up and get more information about the mentorship and everything else, Eastgate Reformation Training Institute. Uh, this woman is just pouring out. You are definitely releasing your virtue to many, many people around the earth, and, mm -hmm. I'm, and I'm honored to be one of those that that, that get to receive a recipient of that. My honor. It's, well, just, it's just my honor. Well, thank you so much. Well, uh, uh, as we get ready to uh, end our uh, session today, our podcast program today, are there any uh, last thoughts that you would like to share with our community? Um, probably just again to say that um, we can only do in accordance to what part of heaven has been trans, you know, has transformed us in here. Mm -hmm. The worlds we live in are the worlds we built. Yes. And so if you've ever been in a counseling room and I know uh, Anthony, you have because of pastoring people come in and they want you to fix their problems. They want mm -hmm. you to fix the world out here, but a real counselor, you start digging in to find out what's the world in here. Yes. Because the world out here is the work of the world in here. Right. Some right. virtue of some kind is flowing out and our hands are creating the worlds in keeping with the paradigms that we hold. Hmm. And so the Lord is, I mean, he is knocking on hard stores, always has been, but really it is be transformed. Yes. And the renewing of your mind is not just getting more information. One time the Lord said to me, Patty, you were born to grow up. And I went, well, there's a novel concept, but, but I understood what he meant. Yes. You yes. know, and so we go from glory to glory. We go, we like Paul, we, there's things that are behind us and we press toward the mark. Yes. And this is about transformation. This is about heaven invading our hearts and our souls and our mind with such reality. Then that we build the world round about us from the mm -hmm. heaven that's on the inside. So I just encourage everybody, you know, stay in the test Stay in the stay in the process, stay in worship, keep seeking God. Yeah. And when he's ready to unveil what you need to know for the next thing, he's so good. I mean, yes, you persevere for a year sometimes, not just clueless, don't even know yes. what's happening. And then the, then you go, oh, my gosh, <laughs> because the spirit of the Lord illuminates you and shines that light, you know, on the inside. Mm -hmm. um, stay humble, stay teachable, stay meek, stay in worship. Love the brethren, forgive the brethren, work those virtues, practice them day in and day out. Wow. And the things of this life then begin to change by the works of our hands because he, we've been changed by the work of his hand. So I would close just by saying, I'm so glad God gave me the book, you know, uh, but honestly, whatever work you have is valuable in the sight of God if it's if it flows out of a transformed life. Yes. So if you wow. give your body to be burned and have not love, you know, if mm. you give all your goods away and have not love, it hasn't profited you anything. The nature and virtue of God, and that's only accomplished in his presence. Yes. In humility and um, repentance and worship and just all those things. So there's no shortcut, Anthony, no matter how old you are in God, no matter how many years you've been, how many things have been fixed, how many things have still needed to be fixed. If the ecclesia is going to change the world, which we need to, yes, we've got to be this company of sold out to God and in his presence. So ecclesia is the call into his presence first before it's the application of the dominion mandate. Amen. Amen. Well, I tell you, thank you so much for spending this time with us this morning. It's been such an honor to have you. I can't wait to see you next week and hug your neck. And, I know. Uh, and, I know. That tears. <laughs> I know. Just what a week away. 
Yes, just a yes. week away. And those tears are just the virtue that flows out of Dr. Patty Ames. And she is such a passionate lover of the Father and a passionate lover to see his will be done on earth as it yes. is in heaven. And so thank you for the example that you are. Thank you for all that you've uh, deposited into me and to every other person. And so once again, I just want to invite each of you to uh, go on pattyamson.org, order that book, order portals. All of them will change your life. If you are looking for someone to mentor you and to pour into your life, I have no better uh, person that I could uh, recommend than this mighty woman of God. And we just pray blessings over you, your travels, your ministry. We uh, say uh, blessings to pops. I call uh, Dennis Amson. He's my pops and blessing on him and and uh, just uh, everything that you put your hands to, that it just prosper. And we just honor you. Thank you for being with us today. And uh, look forward to the next time we get to visit with you, too. Yes, sir. Me, too. Amen. Bless you, bless you and bless your whole audience. Thank you. Thank you. Well, blessings to you. Well. That concludes our uh, broadcast and our podcast for today. I just want to encourage you once again, if you haven't hit the subscribe button, you can do that on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon Music, and Spotify. So you can find us virtually anywhere. And uh, so until the next time we say unto you, blessings in everything that you do. And just remember that your uh, destiny begins today walking in the fullness of what Father has called you to walk into. God bless you. You've been listening to Your Destiny Today with Anthony Turner. To join us each week, don't forget to subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. To find out more or to invite Anthony to your next conference or event, go to destinymi.com.